It's Naughty by Natty, baby. What is up, everybody? Episode number 73. Today, I am going to interview Juan from Corky's Leather Jacket. Um, before I call him, because it's going to be a phone interview, um, I played his song, if you want to go, or their song, the band, Corky's Leather Jacket, on episode number 70, if you want to go check that out. Um, tonight, at the end of the episode, I will be sharing a couple of their other songs. Um, but yeah, you can catch them at the Nile Theater on March 2nd. Um, they're going to be doing their thing there. So you don't want to miss that. Um, let me see. Hold on, hold on, poops. I just seen it, motherfucker. Yes, at the Nile Theater. Um, I do believe it is a benefit show for the Richards family. Um, there is going to be multiple bands there. It's going to be Since We Were Kids, No Consent, The Besme Rotters, Corgi Leather Jacket, Weston Smith, Malls, I'm probably saying all of this wrong. <laughs> um, let's see, did I get that right? Best Merchers. Punk Rock Book Signing with Danny. Okay. Book Signing with Danny Marinino. I'm terrible, guys. But yeah, just check out uh, March 2nd, Save the Date, Nile Theater, Underground Benefit Show. Um, so yeah, you guys should go and totally check out this fucking amazing band. So I am going to get to it. I'm going to give him a call. You're going to hear the little ring ring because we're going to do it like old school style. So you're going to hear the, the ring and everything in the pickup. If I can get it to fucking work. Here we go. Hello. Hello, how are you doing today? Good, how are you? Pretty good. So, welcome to the Naughty by Natty podcast. Awesome, thank you for having me. Of course. Um, so, I was explaining before I called you that you are in the band Corky's Leather Jacket. Yes. <laughs> and what do you do in the band? Well, um, I'm the lead vocals... Uh, for Corky's Leather Jacket since uh, we formed and uh, do a lot of the songwriting as far as the lyrics go. How long has Corky's been a band now? I think it's been, geez, I want to say like nine years, if I'm not in a time warp in my brain. (laughs) (laughs) Right. At least seven, possibly nine with nice. a couple of uh, lineup changes. Just a couple? Yeah, just a couple. That's, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, who else is in the band? Um, right now, um, let's see. The The two original members are me and Frank. Um, 
original drummer ended up moving to to Nashville with his wife. Uh, she's a, a pediatric doctor, and so uh, he moved. And then our bassist, original bassist, and uh, ended up leaving. God, what a year ago, he and our um, lead guitarist went on to to form Ten Ply. Nice. And so now we have um, we have Kyle from Aspect Junkies and. We have Gus, who was the bassist for We Might Be Wasted. And we just picked up Mark Arona on drums. Yeah. I've seen you guys at Rips not that long ago. Yeah, yeah. That was um, with Vinny on drums, but um, he's going to be stepping, stepping back to uh, fulfill some family stuff. So right. we were lucky to, to pick up Mark. He was just been on the scene in. for a while. <laughs> What's that? He was just filling in that night. Uh, well, Vinny's been been jamming with us for a while. Um, he uh, just he just told us recently that he's going to be moving on, and um, he's going to hang with us for a bit as we get Mark online, and then we should be go ready to go pretty soon. We're going to play um, a show. That, the Nile Underground, a benefit show for Jesse Richards and his family, and that's coming up soon. And so, uh, Vinny will play drums with us for a couple shows, hopefully around that. And and then, as Mark gets gets lined up, we should be back in it right away. <laughs> nice, yeah. So, about the Rip show, do you remember that night at all? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty. Uh, I remember that night. <laughs> that was pretty, pretty, uh, I was drinking that night. I do remember that part. It was an uh, awesome show. And you chugged like five or six beers <laughs> in like 30 minutes, like in your set. Because yeah, I counted. I was like, how is he not shit-faced yet? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was. I didn't. It had been a while. I hadn't eaten. I had skateboarded a bunch that day in Tucson. And then. I just hauled ass and got ready for the show, went to the show, and then drank a bunch of beers, and then drank more beer, and then regretted it about an hour after the show, and the next day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it got me. Normally, I, normally it's okay, but yeah. The crowd convinced <laughs> you to chug that last beer, and I was like, please don't throw up on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been... <laughs> not good I don't wanna... it would have been funny but trying to ruin my own night but I don't want to ruin someone's night <laughs> right well it wouldn't have been funny if you puked on me but if you just puked in general but not on anyone right. it would have been pretty funny and just kept going you know <laughs> right right <laughs> so um how you didn't you re- I can't even talk did you recently get back into skateboarding I see that like you and your kids have been skating a lot yeah, you know, with skating, um, see, I grew up snowboarding. I grew up, like, from the, from 1988, I was snowboarding, and that was my, my first love, that and surfing. Like, we'd spend uh, time during the summer surfing and stuff and hanging with my grandpa, and we did a lot of cool stuff, but I never got into skateboarding. I, I always rode bikes, and um, my kids had asked if they could get into skateboarding, and... 
I'm kind of an all-in type of guy. I'm like, okay, well, let's do this. If I'm going to buy skateboards, we're going to we'll go get you a lesson, like try to get some of the the uh, falls out of the equation and get you kind of having fun with it right away, you know? Yeah. So they were so stoked on it, and it was a, a stoke that I hadn't had in a while. I hadn't seen that same, like, oh, my God, this is so much fun. And when I saw it on their faces, I immediately knew what it was. Like, oh, my God, that's exactly what I had when I snowboarded all the time and surfed all the time. And, like, that was it. That's it. I want that again. I wish I could have that again. And so I had asked uh, my kids, like, hey, should I, do you think I should get a board? And like, yeah, get a board. And so it hasn't been – I haven't stopped since and that it's been like two and a half years. I had never been on a skateboard um, until two and a half years ago. And so it's definitely like a huge part of my life. (laughs) It's kind of, it's kind of weird if you look at it as um, I guess a lot of people still look at it like a, uh, I don't know, an adolescent endeavor, you know? But a lot of the guys I skate with have ne- they never stopped. They were skating from the '80s till now, and so I skate with a lot of older dudes, and uh, it's like the most supportive community I've ever been a part of, and it's just amazing. And so I'm always talking about it, and I've got people to get into skateboarding that never would have, or to look at skateboarding again when they had put it put it away, you know? Right. It's been a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, skateboarding's awesome. That's kind of, you know, I found my, like, family through skateboarding when I was younger. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> but my mom moved us away from California to fucking Missouri, and then my life just went downhill. Oh. It's like right when I found the perfect people. <laughs> yeah, it's so remarkable. Like, I've never been in um, a sport where people are, like, they can see the little gains you make. Like I'll be working on something at a, at a park and you'll hear someone like uh, slap their board when I'll get it. And it'll mm. be like across the park. And they like, they saw me make that game and just like cheering other people on. You don't even know them, right? but you know how much it takes to try that thing over and over and over and over again. And it's just kind of like this weird bond. And I, I was so used to sports where, it's like a constant competition, you know, and you feel so, oh, well, you're getting older. Like I can't compete with skateboarding. I don't compete other than with myself. And so I get to like cheer my kids on and we're both learning stuff at the same time. And it's scary sometimes. Like I'm really into bowls and, um, and like pool skating in particular. And so a lot of the stuff is scary. Like vert is scary and, um, you're going really fast and you can really eat shit, you know? Yeah, but it's cool to face that and like coach my kids up, and they coach me up. <laughs> it's fun. It's it's just it's so fucking rad. It's hard to to explain it unless you've skated, you know. And then you're like, oh yeah, I totally understand. <laughs> <laughs> but good times for sure. Um. So, how old are your kids? Um, I have a eight and a thirteen year old. And you said they love skating, right? Yeah, they both are really into it. It's funny because they're, I think, the two youngest kids that skate with, uh, the guys I skate with. And so they're always, like, 
are you going out with the old guys again? Let's, let's can we go with you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. So they have fun with it. I, they go to KTR, um, and that's a lot of fun. But I'm always constantly trying to push them into skate regular skate parks where it's not perfect concrete. Mm-hmm. It's not perfect ramps, you know. I think that there's a huge benefit to skating stuff that's not uh, that makes you have grit. You know, you're like, okay, I know I can try this thing on something new and and learn that way instead of just having air conditioned ramps and all that stuff. So right. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, going back really quick to like music stuff, do you mainly write the lyrics for the songs or do you guys kind of all do that together? Um, you know, normally I write the lyrics for the songs. That's, um, I'm an English major in college. I actually am public education. And so writing is my thing. Um, the old drummer, Zach, he wrote uh, a few songs um, that either I would kind of tailor to the music and or just uh, add on to, you know. And so uh, there's a couple songs like Proxy War, he wrote um, Negative Approach, he wrote. And then a couple songs um, Frank wrote, uh, who's our original guitarist and is now a rhythm guitarist so um i'd say the primary lyric i'm the primary lyricist but we all kind of contribute um if we have song ideas and stuff um sometimes they'll give me the lyrics to finish or they'll give me the lyrics and i'll just try to do it justice you know yeah what put my vocals to it which i don't know if that helps or in makes it worse I'm gonna say like what what do you think's the hardest thing about writing a song the hardest part um I think if it's someone out or so writing a song um I guess it's putting your words to the music that someone else kind of has going right yeah and that can be a task in itself um I know we've recorded and as we are I'm like putting the lyrics to make it go with the song better. So like not changing the meaning by any means, but, but, but modding them so they flow better, you know, but without losing the meaning of it, that's a huge thing. Like that gets kind of scary, especially if it's not your, your lyrics. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I don't want to, I mean, it's like stealing someone's poetry. You know, you gotta, I'm always really cognizant of that asking, Hey, do you mind if I, modify this to to fit the song or to fit the the music and it's always been yeah of course you know so um any there's no creative license that i don't ask about first but the i guess the lyric part um there's so much stuff like i'm i'm pretty tapped into not only um socio-political struggles and stuff but um just life you know seeing um, life of my own children and my friends and the lives of those, like not only my students, but like the people around us, there's a lot of content there. Um, and so there's enough material. It's just a matter of getting it on paper and then being brave enough to put it <laughs> into a song, I guess. Right. That could be the task. 
And then it's like kind of like your art, so like if people don't like it, I mean, whatever, <laughs> who cares? But yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, and that that is something that um, I really push with my kids, and I, I tell my students, you know, art is for you, and you can anyone can be a critic, anyone can be out saying, oh, that band sucks, or that band is this. Like, what what the fuck do you do? Yeah. You know, you talk shit, but. I don't see you up on stage. I don't see you trying to put your soul out there, you know, because really art is the soul naked, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's almost, it's more scary than being naked in front of people because this is like you on the inside that's being exposed. Your art is, and so like I told my students, like it doesn't matter if people like it. Awesome. If they don't, who cares? It's for you. You know, getting all that stuff out is the, the key to art like and it's such a good balance and whatever you do if you're creating art in some way shape or form whether it's music paint clay whatever it's, it makes you a better person i think yeah instead of holding it all in. <laughs> <laughs> what's a uh, human capital about all right so human capital is the I guess the world in a nutshell, you know, basically humans being used as things for capitalist gain. Um, I mean, it's all around us, whether corporations like say Starbucks, for example, that if you tip at Starbucks, your money goes to the store, that particular store, like the person doesn't get, unless you give them cash. Like if you add it to your, um, your transaction or whatever, that's just one little, um example but there's so much so many companies making money off of human beings struggling with inflation and all this stuff like dude you can't even go to the grocery store without spending a couple hundred dollars you know like fuck how do do you even survive and it's all for capitalism you know and when you understand that piece of it it's it's fucked. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so that's, that's the song. It's kind of just about that. Like, no, I don't want to be um, a thing to these corporations. I don't want to be a soldier for fucking corporations. I don't want to be um, a thing to them. But in so many ways, we're in that machine. Right. And that's kind of that lashing out song. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely one of my favorites to sing because it's, it gets it going pretty fast at a show. <laughs> what do you think your first like CD or song like that you ever heard that got you into like the punk music or like into this wow. type of? I would say um, the featuring institutionalized uh, suicidal tendencies in middle school, and it's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> oh my god. I feel exactly like this, right. you know? And then I remember my dad being super upset when he saw, like, the title on the cassette, you know? And that was, like, in 87 or 88. And so we're, like, um, he sees suicidal. He's like, are you are you thinking of hurting yourself? Like, I'm like, no, dad, it's just, it's just a band, you know? But it yeah. was so cool, and I like immediately. I had to get every single album that they had, and um, it was cool. It that got me into it, and then it was well, what else is there, you know? And then it was the Circle Jerks, and then it was Black Flag, and then just 
get into and then the 90s and all of a sudden you had like no effects and screeching weasel and pennywise and all the epitaph bands and it just went along with especially with snowboarding it just kind of blew up from there you know all the california bands yeah a lot of california <laughs> bands definitely There's influenced a lot of but good then, california bands right and then like a lot of like just gutter and street punk stuff too mm-hmm. you know like Os Rotten is fucking awesome. Conflict is fucking awesome. So, um, pretty eclectic taste, but it all started with suicidal for sure. <laughs> yeah. Do you like when you're younger? Did you ever get into drugs at all? Um, you know, mostly weed. We smoked a lot of weed. Um, being in snowboarding, I had friends that introduced it to me probably freshman year. Um, and I was just lucky enough to have my parents totally trust. I, I guess I'm lucky or lucky enough. The guys I hung out with that were into snowboarding um, kind of took me under their wing. They're older dudes. And they kind of watched out for me. You know, they would take me on trips and I'd have like a 22 ounce uh, Mickey's and weed. And I'd throw up everywhere. And they were just, I just like their little mascot. <laughs> little Grom mascot and my dad would give us money to go he'd give me like oh do you guys need money for a hotel and they're like uh yeah whatever yeah. and they'd use money for, for weed and, and shrooms and yeah <laughs> so nothing too hard That's good. I had friends that, that dabbled with uh, meth and uh, got clean pretty fast because their families were like super on top of that but nothing um nothing past that uh, past rooms really you know i had uh that students that were really into some hardcore stuff heroin in particular but i personally haven't had it and i've had friends along the way that have have struggled with sobriety and getting into really hard shit you know <clears throat> right but for me it was shrooms <laughs> the the herbal stuff, stuff you can grow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And stuff you can recover from pretty easily. I always kind of, uh, my dad always warned me because I, I, I binge drink since I was in high school, you know. Mm-hmm. I was drinking all the time. I probably drank more before I was 25 than afterward. But my dad always warned me like, hey, man, there's alcoholism on both your mom's side and my side. And so I always kind of would stay away from it if I got depressed. Like after a breakup, I would kind of watch myself like, okay, you're not going to be drinking by yourself. You're not going to go drink to feel better. You know, you drink to get fucked up and do stupid shit, but you're not going to drink to cope, uh, feel better. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's <laughs> Which when... is good. It worked out pretty well. <laughs> yeah. Because that's when the addiction starts. Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of what I wanted to stay away from. It turns out, if you're binge drinking, if you're drinking to get fucked up, like, that could be a symptom, from what I understand. But Yeah. <laughs> try not to do that too much. <laughs> right. Um, let's see. All right. I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, so I'm going to just say top three favorite local bands. Wow. So I'm saying um, I'm only gonna give you three, so there could be more out there, guys. Whoever's listening, don't get all butt hurt. There's butthurt. so many. There's so many, right? <laughs> um, 
Jeez. Okay. Let's see here. Um, I'd say TV tragedies definitely in there. Um, Blotter visions in there. Asswipe junkies. God, there's so many. Um, I mean, if you want to name more than three, you can. <laughs> uh, fuck. Uh, the bands that came out of Arizona. Fuck. Jeez, uh, JFA. Um, uh, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna feel so bad. There's so many good ones. Um, <laughs> You're being put on the spot. <laughs> so many more to list that I am fucking forgetting and i should have written stuff down beforehand but hey this is why uh, i said only three so you didn't have to feel like the pressure (laughs) (laughs) and then a lot of others i are out of my my brain right now um so i asked geo to give me a question to ask you okay and he said how many fingers? That's <laughs> Four. it. Four? Always. Okay. <laughs> He's like, don't say anything else. That's it. That's the question. I was like, all right. <laughs> well, there's a song by Screeching Weasel called Pervert at Large. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the, the lyrics in it. He's got four fingers up his ass. He's sick of hanging out at bars because they never understand pervert at large so <laughs> that's awesome and i was we were, we were covering that song and i was like singing it in the car and my kids were like wait what what, you, what is he saying I'm like never mind just like, we're gonna start <laughs> singing it to their friends <laughs> like wait uh why would you do that what four fingers up is that what <laughs> all right let me see hold on I got a bunch of dirty definitions. If you listen to the podcast, you know what that is. But, so the Urban Dictionary has a lot of shit on it. Yeah, it does. (laughs) I'm running out of my own dirty definitions because we've read like all of them almost. So here's one called Side by Side. And it's to have, okay, to have two sets of genitals buttocks buttocks placed artificially or naturally beside each other on one's person in the case of genitals the type of genitals is irrelevant both male and female genitalia can be combined to achieve a side by side in the case of buttocks number of cheeks is limited to three or four any more is an abomination i don't know what the fuck (laughs) i just read but (laughs) All right. I don't read these before I read them to you guys, so it's just like... How can you only have three three buttocks? I don't three even cheeks. No. <laughs> there side was by one... Side. Where was it? There's one earlier that was on here, but... It's, it tells you what the word moon means in the Urban Dictionary. Basically, when you moon someone, with, you know, pulling down your pants. Right. Stupid. <laughs> yeah, there's some bizarre ones. They're like, wait, what the fuck? Is that even a thing? Did someone just make that up? Like, I hope, I, I guess I could be a thing. I'm just wondering, like, who is putting these in here? Like, the Urban Dictionary. It's like all these younger people now because I don't even know. Like, what's one of the main, is there any words that your kids say that you just don't understand with their, like, slang nowadays? 
Oh, I'm still trying to figure out like the no cap. I hear well, my students like no cap. Um, bet is a, is one people use a lot. Like bet what? Like, bet on something? Like no. It means like something else, I guess. Like right on, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know. There's not nothing like too to where I've been like, oh, I need to look that up on Urban Dictionary lately. Yeah, I constantly have to ask my son what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> you know, he's fucked up. He calls me an NPC. What's that? A non-playable character. Oh. <laughs> I was like, thanks, dude. Just thanks. Like, I'm just there in the background. Nice. I was like, you're like, an ass. How's <laughs> that work when I'm paying for all your stuff? Really? <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, they, having preteens and teens is pretty interesting. Like, oh, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> I gave you that attitude. Don't, don't try to pull that shit on me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this dirty definition, um, the popcorn trick. Have you ever done this one? You've probably heard of it. First, trick. take your girlfriend to the cinemas for a nice romantic date, buy a tub of popcorn, Wait until the lights dim and carefully make a hole in the bottom of the tub. Then inconspic- inconspicuously, I can't fucking speak. Insert your penis through the bottom of the tub into the popcorn and casually offer some to your bitch. Oh my god. When she <laughs> digs in, she will find a nice surprise. Who doesn't love buttered popcorn? <laughs> it just seems logistically challenging, but in theory... It had to be a pretty shallow bucket of popcorn. <laughs> right? Have you ever done that? I feel uh, like that no. was a thing at some point because of, it, I think it happened in a movie that we all grew up on watching. Can't remember which one. <laughs> I don't know if it was like American Pie or something. I don't know. Yeah, that sounds like an American Pie thing. <laughs> Watch that movie a bunch. I don't think it happened in that. Um, maybe like one of the old Porky's films or it's not Animal House um, but something like that you know yeah. in the 80s like kind of fake raunchy where they showed boobs but everything else was just innuendo <laughs> <laughs> you thought it was going to do other stuff you're like oh man so like but eh, it's not really that naughty All by right. today's standards at least check this one out you know what a pearl necklace is right so just the wording on this is ridiculous okay well known whenever you come on the neck cleavage area of a girl it takes on the look of beautiful jewelry fuck that diamonds are forever shit that's it (laughs) i guess it's free huh i guess so (laughs) jesus We've, like, read all the good ones on here. So I have to, like, go back. Oh, there's so many. There's so many. And then it's kind of like a, not really doom scrolling, but you go down that rabbit hole, you're like, wait, what? What the fuck? Glass <laughs> bottle. Um, what is it? Uh, the Hot Carl. There's, yeah, we used to know this dude named Carl, and we'd always be like, Hot Carl's coming over. Like, you get so mad. 
Because at first he didn't know what it was, and then he fucking looked it up. And, yeah. I think that one's on here somewhere. Like, isn't it, the glass bottom boat, isn't that where, like, you have so much shit on a glass table while you're underneath it? <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's in there. <laughs> I was gonna say, if you know some, just sh shoot them out. <laughs> yeah, there's that one, and then there's the... What did one... I didn't know... I guess a blumpkin is pretty gnarly, like... Isn't that, like, a BJ while you're taking a shit, I think? Yeah. Like, I don't know, I just, that's just fucking gnarly. <laughs> but, All right. Have you heard of the Roddy Piper? No. What's that? When getting your girlfriend be from behind, you toss the sleeper hold on her and knock her out, a la <laughs> Rowdy Roddy Piper. While nailing your unconscious victim, you get to simulate your lifelong dream of necrophilia. Now you never have to break up, break into the morgue again. Oh, that's good. I'm more code blue. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your favorite sexual position? Um, doggy, I have to say. Are you single, doggy. by the way? I am no longer single. Oh, okay. Because I'm going to say, ladies. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> well. No, my, friend, my girlfriend's really cool. Uh. I got her skateboarding, and she's having a blast with that. She yeah. used to be a snowboard instructor, so she's getting really good really fast. <laughs> Damn, that's awesome. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> so, well, I don't know, want to speak without your girlfriend being here, but I'm assuming she probably likes that position too. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> she's, or she's good at like letting me enjoy myself i guess yeah. but well, i think we're, i think it's copacetic i think we're good <laughs> <laughs> what's your second favorite position i am boring missionary boring? <laughs> I visual you know yeah and so like to see everything so like, like missionary as in you're on top looking at her or her on top or both uh, yeah, I guess that would mean, I guess toss up between missionary and like a uh, girl on top. Yeah. Uh, cowgirl. Reverse cowgirl? Yeah, reverse Is that cowgirl. what it's called where they turn around, right? Yeah, that's where they turn around, yeah. But no, I guess just regular cowgirl or missionary would be my number two. But it's all good, right? It's kind of like ice cream. <laughs> For the most part, like, in any position, really. Depends if my knee hurts from falling. <laughs> from skateboarding. Oh, man, my fucking knee is killing me. All right, so before we jump off of here, do you yeah. want to tell me a little bit about what Cockroaches is about, the song? Yeah, okay. So it's actually, it, the lyrics came from... Uh, a poem by Luis Rodriguez who wrote this book called um, Always Running Gang Days in LA and he he has a bunch of poetry books and stuff but he talks about just like the kids that refuse to die the kids like the street kids that even out of the fucking gnarliest neighborhoods these kids just like keep coming up and so it made me think of yeah they're like fucking human cockroaches and they're often treated that way like people need want to get rid of them 
but the kids are so resilient, whether it's like kids that live at the, the dump in Mexico city or, um, the kids from bad neighborhoods, the kids that have junky parents, the kids that have shitty parents and shitty families, they just keep going. And so that's the, that's what the song's about. <laughs> nice. You got some pretty good, you know, like songs, what you talk about. And then you said one of your band members or previous band members wrote Proxy War. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a fan favorite. Zach Walsh wrote that. He's fucking awesome. Nice. I'm going to play both of those tonight. Um, not tonight, but on this episode, <laughs> which comes out on Tuesday. Um, <laughs> but um, thank you for like so much for being on here. And if you would like to introduce your song to say farewell, either one, Cockroaches or Proxy War first. All right. So uh, coming up next is Proxy War by Corky's Other Jacket. And after that will be Cockroaches by Corky's Other Jacket. Hope you enjoy it. Veronica, thank you so much for having me on. That's so rad. Of course. Uh, like, when I saw you ask for, if anyone is interested, like, fuck yeah. <laughs> so, totally fun. Maybe we can get the whole band on sometime and talk about bullshit band stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I'm sure they would totally like that. Yeah. All right. Well, have a great night. And it was, again, nice having you on. And I'll probably talk to you soon. <laughs> okay. See at the next show for sure. <laughs> All right. Bye. Take care.
son. Where'd you find this? If you're looking for any audio recording or you'd like to record your own podcast, please visit Cosmic Soup Recording, where you can turn your ideas into reality. Whether you're looking to record one song or a whole album, Cosmic Soup Recording will fit any budget. For more information, visit CosmicSoupRecording.com or call or text at 480-331-7687. That's 480-331-SOUP. Also available on all social media. Cosmic Soup Recording is located in Phoenix, Arizona, near 24th Street and Thomas. Call now for a free quote or to book your session today. 480-331-7687. 